This morning I get to talk about in between. It's not what you think. I'm going to let you rest in that a minute. But this morning's message is about in between. Oh, it's so good. But there's something I need. And that's his grace. See, I don't, I want you to be here, but I don't need you to be here. I want you to be saved, but I don't need you to be saved in order for me to be saved. I have to choose in my darkest times to continue walking. And so do you. It's not who's beside you and who's with you. It's not, it's not about those against you. It's all about the one that goes before you. And he done it a long, long time ago. So in my struggles, I'm sure you have yours. And this is what I want us to do this morning. I'm tired of the enemy winning. I'm tired of watching God's chosen walk away, fall away, whatever you want to call it. I'm tired of seeing the enemy win. And I refuse to allow him to win in me. Will you? Will you be tired? Or will you refuse to allow him to win in you? One of the scriptures that I'm going to use this morning in the message. <laughs> I don't want to give too much of this away. Yeah, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Because I'll, I'll spit something out and then y'all going to be sitting here during praise and worship trying to figure out where this <laughs> message is going. But in order for us to, to live out a life in which we were called according to Ephesians. Because y'all caught your calling, didn't you? Did y'all hear your calling? I, I, I read it to you this morning. It's... For the good works. It's for the good works. It's not about. Who's right and who's wrong. It's not about who's poor and who's rich. It's not. It's for the good works. Pastor what is good works? Everything that you do. That is for the betterment of the kingdom. For the uplifting of his name. And for the kingdom's sake, that's good works. But it's not by those works that you're saved. <laughs> it's because of your salvation you're enabled to do those good works. So this morning, see, I struggle. Well, I love being transparent with y'all because y'all get nervous. <laughs> I struggle with me. I don't know if y'all struggle with you, but I struggle with me. I, I struggle with other people too, a lot. But I struggle with me. Paul says, man, I, I do the junk I don't want to do. I don't do the stuff I should be doing. Man, I understand him. Man, if there was ever such a scripture that I could really relate, boy, that's, that's one of them. Because I struggle with me. And it's with our mind that we serve God. That's why God always tells us, and he, and he told us in scripture very plainly, to take all our thoughts captive. 
Because, see, we can't let strange thoughts in our mind that, that will trump or attempt to dethrone the thoughts of God in us. We have to take control of those thoughts. So this morning, what I want us to do, we're going to, how many of you ever laid hands on yourself? <laughs> you never done it? Oh, yeah. You never laid hands on yourself? This morning, I'm going to challenge you to lay hands on yourself. And, and I'm, I'm going to pray. I'm not praying for you. I'm praying for me. Don't listen to my prayer, Dawn. Don't go, Lord, have mercy, Pastor struggled this week. Don't listen to my prayer. Pray louder than me and pray for yourself. But this morning, I want you to take your hand and put your hand on your head. You go pray for you this morning because I know you are struggling with you. I know you have issues with you just like I have issues with me. So that's what we're going to do this morning, all right? Y'all okay? Look, you're not... you. You can't walk around with your head dragging expecting to win battles. You've got to see what you're fighting. Lift your head up. Pay attention to what's happening. Y'all ready? Come on, look, don't be a dead church. I just told you he made you alive. So this morning, I'm going to him, with or without you. I'm going to go to him, and I'm going to put hands on myself. And I'm going to ask that he help me with me. And you should be doing the same thing this morning. Not looking at pastor, not worrying about what pastor's doing. Don't be taking notes and writing down what I'm praying. So that you can go and talk about me over lunch. You pray for you. All right? Let's do it. Father, lay hands on your head. Look, y'all can think about this all day and do it how you want to do it. Father, this morning, I thank you. Father, that you have given me the authority and the power over my own mind. Father, I thank you this morning. Father, that you have given me the Spirit of God. That will empower me and cause me to walk upright. Father, not because, of, not because of demands upon my life, but Father, because of the goodness of the one that I serve. So Father, I thank you this morning and this is what I ask of you. God, that you would help me to arrest the thoughts of myself. Father, that you would help me to bring down those thoughts, Father, that I may be able to bring them captive and that I may be able to present them under the feet of Jesus. God, I ask that you would clear my mind. Father, I ask that you would remove those things that are, that are not of, of purity. Father, that you would just cause me, Father, to look with a pure and holy eye. God, that you would allow me Father, to recognize in me, Father, the things that I do wrong. Father, that you would allow me, Father, also to see the things that I do right so that I leave no opening for the enemy to come in to cause condemnation upon my life. Father, I thank you this morning. I thank you for deliverance. I thank you for setting me free. Father, I thank you for allowing me, Father, to be free. God, this morning I ask that that you would just that you would arrest me. God, that you would arrest my mind, that you would arrest my will, that you would arrest my emotions. Father, that you would arrest every thought, God, that would rise up against you. And Father, I thank you this morning. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for who you are in me. God, I thank you for who I am in you. Father, for you, you have called us You have already told us. Father, you've set us free. You've said that we're the head and not the tail. We're above and not beneath. Father, we're blessed going in. We're blessed going out. Father, I'm tired of the enemy winning in my life. I'm tired of the enemy constantly standing in front of me and assuming that he has authority over my life. 
Father, this morning I take captive that thought. Father, I take captive that thought that you now, Father, are Lord, that you are King of my life. Father, I bless you this morning. Father, you're worthy this morning. Now, Father, this morning on your people, God, I know there's a heavy-hearted person that sits even right now in this house. Father, I ask now that you would give them deliverance. Holy Spirit, have your way. Rush in to that life. Illuminate victory in their life. God, that they don't see where they're failing, that they don't see where they're lonely, that they don't see that they've been defeated, but they, yet they see themselves up on the mountain. Father, lifting a sword like Joshua, and Father, just demanding and declaring that the King of Kings has come in. Father, whatever heart is weary, Father, I ask now by the power of your Spirit that it be strengthened. Father, with the ability to stand upright. Father, even in the face of adversity. God, that we are victorious. Father, the broken ones. Father, I ask now that, God, that you would give them this, that you would give them this vision of, of you standing at the door with your arms open wide. Father, knowing that they can come in and sit with you. Father, your word says that you draw near to the brokenhearted. So, Father, this morning I ask that you would draw near. Father, there might be one, there may be two or three, Father, that are broken in their hearts this morning. And God, I would ask now that you would begin to mend those hearts. God, we, your people, need to be set straight today. This is not a day, Father, that we should walk around feeling and acting and, and thinking that, Father, we're defeated. God, we're in a season of warfare. This is a time that we are, Father, to take up the sword. Give us, give us the ability today, Father, that we're able to recognize where we really are in you and where we are in this world. God, because there comes a time that we're going to have to make a decision. It's you or it's not. Father, this morning, I just thank you. I just thank you. God, your blessings are overwhelming. Your grace supersedes. Your mercy, Father, is renewed and everlasting. So, Father, over those that, Father, know deep down that they struggle. God, I would ask that you would give them, give them a strength and a courage, Father, to recognize that, God, they can't fix it. You're the potter. We're the clay. Make us and mold us. So, Father, today I just ask that you have your way in this house. Father, have your way in your people. God, those that have chose in this moment, Father, to surrender to you and to open up their life and, and say, God, I can't do it on my own. I need you. Father, I'm asking now that you just invade their home. God, those of us that are so self-righteous that we don't, 
We don't see that we have any issues. We don't see, Father, that we have any sin. We don't see that we have any problem. I would ask that your finger, Father, would touch the very thing this morning. That would convict our soul. And Father calls us to recognize that we are a feeble people without you. Nothing we can do in and of ourselves will ever allow us to breach the doors of heaven. God, it's purely by your Son and, and his gift of his life, the sacrifice of his, of his blood. That's the only way that we'll ever get there. God, God forbid that the gospel ever change other than Jesus is the only way. God forbid that there's anyone that would ever speak a multiplicity of ways to, to get to heaven. God, I'm going to ask that you would arrest the tongues of those that, that lie for self-benefit. of the persecution regardless of repercussion Father we have to choose this is a very important choice on our behalf we have to choose life or death my prayer this morning Father is that they choose life Father, those that are sick in body, Father, we speak healing. Those who are lost, Father, we speak, we speak a spirit of conviction. And that is the spirit of love. One that would draw by the goodness of God. Father, those that think they're okay because they don't do this or don't do that. God, I don't want them to be the ones that walk in and say, God, don't you remember? We experienced miracles together. And he said, yeah, but I never came to your house. 
depart from me, you workers of iniquity. God, convict us today. Father, we love you. We cherish you because you're such a great gift. Now we give you this house, we give you this people, we give you ourselves. Have your way. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I wish I could sing, Hannah. Oh, she sits right there. If I open my mouth to go to sing, she says, whew. That definitely has to be the anointing. All right. Um, I'm okay now, Tommy. Go ahead and Give me something. Every third Tuesday. Um, This is like short, short notice, and I know it is. Friday is Good Friday. Um, Yeah, let's do that. Let, let's have communion Friday night. Um, I don't know, 7 o'clock? So we'll, we'll do communion as a church body at 7 o'clock. If you can't get here, text Tommy. And uh, we can do it. Tommy can give a live feed, I guess. Tommy, I'm assuming that you're going to be here. I love Lord. All right. Well, you pray about it. We're praying for you. and We'll see you on Friday at 7 o'clock. Um, but if, if you can't make it for whatever reason, I mean, it's, it's, it's okay. I just. Yes, ma'am. How long do I think it until the Holy tells until the Holy Spirit lets us? So she, in other words, she wants it to last till about nine, so she can get here and get her portion. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I don't care if it's just me and you. That's fine. Um, so seven o'clock Friday, we, let's let's do communion. What's next? Rise Youth Ministries. Um, we're gonna do something with this. <sighs> now here he goes. Hey, you tell him I said. Be healed. In Jesus' name, get up, go to church. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. Y'all stop being offended all the time. What's next? Men's group, war room, pre-service worship, 9.30-10, resurrection Sunday, next Sunday. And I'm, I'm really working on the sermon, the next breath. I'm really working on that. And then, y'all do know that after that Sunday, Debbie starts preaching. She won't be out of town. I'll block every one of the credit cards. She won't be out of town. Um, Anybody 
put a prayer request in in our war room over there. If the Lord has answered your prayer, find your card and please put on there that it was answered. I am uh, I'm still asking for some direction on this but you know we, we talk a lot about not doing church right just not being I don't want you to be able to show up at at 10.15 knowing that the announcements are done. I don't want you showing up at 10.30 because you know that praise and worship is like in the middle and you don't like the first couple songs every Sunday. or what. I don't want us to do church as normal. And, I, and I've been asking God, God, what is, what is church unusual? Boy, that might be a title. That might be a title for a sermon, Tommy. But I, I, I say, God, what, what is church unusual? Wow. What is church unusual? Everything opposite of what church is. Why are people not bringing sick people to church to be healed there was a there was a story of a lady that her child passed away in the hospital and she had heard of a revival and she took her dead baby from the hospital took it to the church while they was having church. Wrapped up. And she interrupted the religious. And the pastor that was holding that revival come down off of the platform and prayed over that child and that child opened her eyes. I don't know how I feel. I don't think we believe that God can do such a thing. How many people do you cross that's sick or ill? And you just look at them and go on. You have the good news wrapped all up inside your body. What does that mean? That means you can walk up to someone and pray for them. Yes. We've prayed for people in Walmart. We've prayed for them on the street. I don't care. So what somebody walks by me. Look at this fanatic. Man, if that's the worst thing you're going to have to deal with for serving the Lord, you got an easy road. Because whether you believe it or not, if you even go to church, there's some people out there call you fanatic. So, but what is church unusual? And you all know, if I asked you who is the church, Everybody in here says, I am, we are. But why don't we carry 
we carry the good news where we go? Is it a secret? It's one of those gifts they say, here, don't tell, don't tell mama I got this for her. You hold on to it till Christmas. The good news, the good news was so overwhelming to the people in Scripture that Jesus himself would tell them, don't you tell nobody about this. And they would still <laughs> run off and tell everybody. Put Jesus in some peculiar situations sometimes. Y'all do know that they tried to kill him on the street, right? They wasn't going to wait till the crawl. They just trying to kill him then. I still think that God went and moved him. But we have, we have the same spirit in us that rose Christ from the dead. And we won't share his power and authority with anyone. We keep it to ourselves. How's it been working for you? So I, I challenge, I'm, I'm challenged myself. Do I really believe that God will let me lay hands on the sick and they'll recover or pray over the dead? And well, it's something else to go to a funeral home and have to preach the sermon, Lisa. Look. <laughs> and go, hey, God, should I go up and pray? Scared death and won't move. Boy, don't you. <laughs> everybody come to a funeral and you sitting there talking to the person that was supposed to be dead. Everybody was going to come celebrate their life. Well, you, that's a whole new meaning of celebrating their life, ain't it? We'd probably pass out. They'd probably be over us, fanning us and bringing us back to consciousness because we passed out when they got up. I mean, I. I say that kind of loosely, but yeah. do we not believe that? How can, how can we not believe that God would raise somebody from the dead through us by us expressing our faith, but yet we say that we believe that God raised Christ from the dead, and that's whom we are saved by and through, and we say we're saved we can believe. Do you know how hard it is to believe that a man that was buried and put in a tomb got up and walked away? And you say you believe that, but we don't carry the good news everywhere else we go. I'm not asking us to be fanatical and all i'm not asking for that i'm just asking that there are sometimes that we will step outside of ourselves and allow god to do something you don't know whose life you'll influence just by walking up and just saying how you doing be ready because some of them will puke on you they'll tell you everything that's wrong and then you express the love of god you ain't got to have them kneel down and listen. We just need to start speaking the love of God to people. So I want us to do church unusual. Do something different. It was a couple weeks ago that I asked you to invite five people. I, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to just leave you alone. And you can ask yourself if you did it. And, uh, but man, I, I know that God's wanting to do something. And whether it's just in individuals that are here right now in us, if that's what he's trying to do, would you please let him fix you? See, we want to see a big outpouring. We want to see an outbreak of, of breakthroughs and, and kingdom being manifested. And we want all of these things, but we are refusing to let God break through in us.
I would hate to think that I would be the one that would walk before God at the end of this time and tell him that I was sorry or find out that I was the cause that a breakthrough didn't happen because he was trying to make a body of believers come together and truly believe in him and truly trust in him and he was going to open the gates. And I was the one stubborn in all my ways. I was the one, man, I, I don't mind going to church on Sunday, but I just can't do all the other stuff that everybody thinks. So I'm asking God, what's church unusual? And I'm asking for some direction. I'll probably scare off the other 50% because we're going to do something unusual. We're going to go visit the funeral home. Three or four of you already said, nope, I'm out. I'll be sick. Tommy said, I'll pray about it. Can you imagine? This is church unusual, what I'm doing right now. This is church. Because I, I just want to talk to you sometime. I don't, I don't want to get all caught up in we got to go by a bulletin. So that, that's your challenge this week. God, what, what's, what's church unusual? What is it that you want to do in me? Who am I in the kingdom? Who am I? You might be the one that's supposed to be laying hands on people. And you're not because you're, and, and I'm not, listen, don't, don't take into, this isn't condemning. I want you to know that Satan will do everything he can do to get inside your head and tell you that you're not capable, that you're not worthy, that you're not able, that you don't carry the gift, that you don't do this, that you don't, and you stop. And the enemy has, he has no right in your head. Don't let him in there. All right? Y'all okay? Anybody struggle this week? You struggle this week? Anybody? You struggle this week? You struggle this week? There's three of us. There's four of us. Any, five of us? Anybody? Six of us? Seven of us? Eight of us? I mean, not, not well, do I count both hands, BJ? <laughs> BJ rose both of them. But do you see what just happened there? And see, you, you, think, you think that your, your life is just jacked up. Brother, sister, there are people beside you that are struggling with it too. They're, yeah, they, but pastor, they don't know what I'm going. I, okay, you got the worst problem of anybody. That's half of your problem. Because you don't look at other people above yourself. You think you're the world's worst and you've got the biggest issue and nobody understands you. Can I tell you that that's, we serve a high priest <laughs> that is touched and felt. <laughs> He's been there. He knows what you're going through. The only difference was he was tempted with it, but he didn't see him. So we all struggle, and we all have our issues. We all go through stuff, junk, call it whatever you want, but we all go through something. And that is why it's so important that you get your lazy tail out of bed, and you go to the body of Christ, you get up in the church so that you can help someone and stop being so selfish-minded, stop being so critical of, of those people We all have excuses we can stay home. But you got through something that somebody beside you is fighting right now and they're not sure they can get through it and they needed you to show up this morning.
So before you leave, don't come in here just to get a, a sermon and go home. Come in here finding somebody that you can pour your life into. Somebody's thirsty, they need a drink, and you got the water. Give them a drink. Tell them that you understand. Tell them how much God loved you through the times that you went through stuff. And how God pulled you out. Don't ridicule them because they're going through it and they don't get it and they don't understand. Because that, that's one of my hard problems. I got a big problem with that and I got to fight that all the time. Because I look at people and go, for God's sakes, would you grow up and get out of your issue? I do. But I forget there was a time that I didn't want to get out of mine. And I've been corrected on it several times. And I keep getting corrected on it. And keep getting corrected on it. And see how that is working with me? <laughs> but we, we've got to be willing to do some things. And helping each other is very important and it's vital to the body. Guys, we can't do this without you. Are you, are you hearing me? Each and every one of you have something we need in this body. And if you keep setting on it, you're hurting other people. Stop setting on it. Start sharing it. Why y'all so mad? Miss Linda, would you please tell them that I love them? <laughs> Listen, man, this... My goodness, we're so close. It can be any moment. And it's it's over. You see what I'm saying? I mean it's I mean it's it's over. Every every chance and every opportunity. It's over. You don't you don't have another chance tomorrow. You won't have another opportunity next week when it's over. That's how quick it can happen. And it's over. And then you've got to stand before the creator and give an account of what you chose not to do and what you chose to do. And you can't, you can't get take your whole bag of excuses in because the bible says that the gate's narrow you know why the gate's narrow you got to leave your excuses outside the gate's narrow <laughs> you can't bring in the santa claus sleigh and the big bags that's got to stay outside the gates the only thing that can come in there is you so let's go to work right We're going to go to work by doing praise and worship. What's that one song? This is how we fight our battles. That's us. Uh, come on, Miss Linda. Woman, anytime you want to.
That's right. That's right. Matter of fact, he's already went. Y'all do know that God is omnipresent. That means he's been there, done that. He's all. Don't y'all make church unusual too fast because people be uncomfortable with it. Right? People get uncomfortable. Pastor, hurry up. Let's do praise and worship because I got, got family coming in at 12 o'clock. Got to be home cooking chicken. Got visitors coming to the house. I told them I'd be out of church by one. That's probably the wrong church. Look, we've got to get to a place, man. We, we've got to stop we got to stop rushing Amen. God. Yes. There's times that he needs to move and he wants to, and he does move, he does move on his own time. Even for those that he loves so dearly, he still took four more days. Y'all remember Lazarus? He knew he was dying. And he stayed anyway. They was having too much fun. <laughs> they were healing the sick. But I mean, this, this thing with 
I've watched God's protection for two years. I've watched his protection for two years. People that shouldn't be here. People that shouldn't be walking. And by the way, Rick Francisco's son's at the house too. I told you that he was going into rehab and he's home. So that, that's still going. They didn't think that was going to happen. They didn't think Brandon would come back to work. And now Brandon's back to work. Changed. Now I'm not, I'm not saying he accepted Christ. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just telling you that I know he's changed. He won't look at me now and go, I get it. Just don't. He'll listen now. He listens now. And if you tell him that you're praying for him, he'll, he'll accept it now. Other time he used to look at me and go, don't waste it. Pray on somebody else. Now he won't say that. So we've watched God's protection in a lot of areas. Even with the, even with the ones that were stubborn during that time. that mean you were stubborn or you want to say something <laughs> this is guys these are the times that we we reject the grace of God because if it weren't for his grace and if it weren't for his mercy we would never have a second chance And all of us in here, if we're truthful, we've all had a near-death experience. Matter of fact, we were dead, according to Scripture. <laughs> he said we were made alive, so that meant we were dead in our transgressions. So, but anyway, good stuff. Let's stand.